still sunburnt. That's the first thing that was said. What on earth? Give it a whack. Whoa! This rod did not like you talking about him derogatorily. <laughs> How dare you say you got burned by me? I just simply kissed you with my glorious rays. Yeah, well, I sunburn really easily because I have such a porcelain complexion. Is that what they call it? Yeah, that's what I call it. People call me pasty? No, it's porcelain. You're like that guy from uh, Power Up Girls. Elmer. Why? Because he's a paste monster. So <laughs> white you are. Yeah, but he wasn't particularly white skin toned. He was in the end. Yeah, when he was a glue monster. He ate a lot of glue, though. That's gross. That, that was it. There was no other reason. It was just glue. It wasn't like radioactive glue or... I don't remember. There must have been something else, but he did eat a lot of it. Or just the... There must have been something weird about the glue. The teeming hatred he had for Buttercup that he's like... For everybody. Especially but Buttercup. Because yeah. she's a bully. I always wanted to be Bubbles. Wow, that was loud in my ear. I had something to say. Gosh darn it. Gosh darn tootin'. Here we are. Episode 10. Episode 10. We made it to double digits. Mm, this is where we end, too. No. Uh, don't say that. Yeah, episode 10. Congratulations, Alex. Congratulations, Francis. What a tiny baby wonderful milestone we've gotten to here. Doesn't really seem like two and a half months, but apparently it has been. Yeah, it's kind of wild, actually. Anything going on in your life this week? Nope. <laughs> that was a long pause. Give me time to contemplate everything that's not happening in my life. How about you? Um, I had a long work week. Yeah, it was really exhausting, actually. But, you know, I was, uh, my skills at work were tested, and I found that I'm very capable of doing my job. So, even, it's important. Yeah, even though it was a long week, and even though it was hard, at the end of it, I feel like I made all the right moves and all the right choices, and I feel good about how I performed this week with all of the stuff that was going on, so... I'm happy that it's the weekend. I worked today, which I don't usually work. So it's officially now my weekend, which is awesome. So I'm excited. And this weekend, you and I are going axe throwing. It's a thing that millennials do, apparently. So we had to jump on the bandwagon. Alex went to Groupon and was like, I got to find an axe throwing Groupon. And they exist. So we're going to Syracuse and throwing axes, I guess, for an hour. About, yeah. We'll have to talk about how that went next week. You got to channel your inner Lizzie Borden. So, yeah, that'll be fun. And it's Mother's Day this weekend, and you and I have really prepped for both of our mothers mm -hmm. so much. So prepped. Oh, and tomorrow, tomorrow, we have a jam-packed weekend. Tomorrow we're going over to my parents' house for dinner mm -hmm. because they live in Ithaca, and... You are trying all of our upstate New York foods. 
So chicken wings, Cheerios. Cheerios. There's a Cheerio factory in Buffalo. Oh no, I didn't know that. No, you're trying Speedies and salt potatoes. Those aren't all the upstate New York foods, but that's all. That's quintessential the... summer New York State food. I like downstate New York food better. Pizza. Bagels. Bagels. I can't eat those things. But yeah, so we're having that. Then we're going to axe throwing. And then we're going to a show. And then Sunday is Mother's Day. We had a lot going on. What you drinking? New Belgium. It's like, kind of like Voodoo Ranger. It, it does say Voodoo Ranger on the yeah, side. Yeah, I was going to say, doesn't it say something something Voodoo Ranger? Liquid Paradise IPA, but then it's Voodoo Ranger. I think that's just the skeleton is voodoo ranger no it's the ipa uh, line they have is voodoo ranger but the skeletons on all of those well i'm sure he is the voodoo ranger but like all of their i not maybe not all of them but they have the whole voodoo ranger ipa line mm. and that just happens to be the summer one i guess it's a fun thing with the with if you have two boxes he like he'll actually be laying across the two boxes because he wraps around on the box oh that is cool it encourages you to buy more beer yeah so you can have the whole box set Get it? Box set? <laughs> it's not actually a box set, but it's a set of boxes. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. I'm drinking wine this week. I'm drinking... You're just following in my footsteps. No. No. I certainly am not following in your sake footsteps. I'm drinking 19 Crimes wine. First time? Yeah, the first time. This is The Banished, which is a dark red. Of unknown origins. Of unknown grape varietals. It is very dark, though. They're not kidding. Um, Would you say the color of blood? No. If your blood's that color, you have a problem. But apparently, uh, 19 Crimes has... It's from Australia, and all of the bottles have a picture of a... Criminal. Criminal? Oh, wow. I know that word for sure. A true crime podcast. A criminal on it. So for episode 10, since it's a big milestone, like I think by most people's regards, I don't know, um, we are going to do a bigger case. I feel like we've tended to do more obscure ones. What are you talking about? Darius, whatever his name from Poland is. Darius Sandoszewski. Is really well known. Yeah. <laughs> um. You did say you came across them when you were doing research yeah, yeah, for the story. Yeah, 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 For Macedonia or Macedonia. Mm-hmm. Um, my highlight of my podcasting career was that joke. It's all downhill. Sorry, I keep interrupting. It doesn't have to be downhill. It can just be holding no, steady. No, because I need jokes like that to have it hold steady. That was the epitome of my humor. Pronounce epitome. Epitome of my humor. So we're going to do a bigger story. And in this case, I'm, I just did the research. Francis is aware of the subject matter, yeah. but. Yep. Um, we have been asked, well, pe- people have asked people we know whether or not, this is a side note, whether or not we know each other's stories beforehand. And the answer is no, we do not know each other's stories beforehand. Except in this case. Except in this case, because now I know this one's not allowed. And the next time we do a big, like one person tells a story, I'll be doing it. And I will know not to do this one. Alex really wanted to do this one. I don't know what that says about you. (laughs) 
I don't know if we'll keep with the trend of doing it every 10 or whatever. It'll evolve into something and we'll see where it goes. Whatever we see fit. Um, but yeah, for this episode number 10, even though I labeled it as EO10 on Audacity, uh, we have... That's my drum roll. John Wayne Gacy Jr. Wait, he's a junior? The, again, that book li listed him as a junior... But every other other things listed his father's name as a different middle name. Maybe that book is full of lies. Probably. Oh boy, he's a junior. John Wayne Gacy. Let's go. I know very little about this, to be honest. I would say he was probably one of the first like three serial killers I know about. Probably like Ed Gein. Gain. Whatever. H.H. Uh, Holmes? Um, Tix Chainsaw Massacre. That's real? Basis. Oh, right. Uh, the Zodiac and then probably John Wayne Gacy. I think mine were probably like H.H. Holmes. I, I don't know when I started learning about them. What's the one in Australia? I watched half of a movie about it and it was really bad. Like, it was really upsetting. Indian movie, Australian. This one. Who is this about? This one. John Bunting. Familiar to you? Name's familiar, but... Snowtown Murders. Also known as the Bodies and Barrels Murders. Like, uh, Bear Brook. Yeah. Yep. I don't... I stopped the movie. It's called Snowtown. And, like, the beginning is, like... Like Ice Town? Someone gets raped. <laughs> the mayor of Ice Town. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... Um, I was thinking, I don't know, probably, I don't know if it's next week or whatever, but maybe do an episode on whatever case got you into uh, true crime. I don't know. You do? I think so. <laughs> but I think H.H. H. Holmes got me into it, and that's not one I can do. That's a big in. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Let's get to the, the beef. The beef of it. He is a big guy. He's pretty pretty beefy. Is that what Twisty the Clown's based off of? Who's Twisty? In American Horror Story. I think so. Ah. I can look that up real That's quick. That's okay. Um, John Wayne Gacy was born March 17th. Junior? <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll, we'll get to that right now. Okay. Born March 17th, 1942 in Chicago. He was the second child born, uh, born out of three from uh, John Stanley Gacy. So already... Maybe he switched his middle name. I don't know. And Marion Robinson. He was born of Polish and Danish descent. I Fun thought facts. this took place in California for some reason. California. Uh, uh, uh. Do you really not know the lyrics after that? California. Knows how to party. Yeah, there you go. Um, growing up, Gacy was overweight and not overly athletic. He was close to his sisters and mother, but he was very distant with his father, who was an alcoholic and physically abusive to the entire family. That was always starts usually, isn't it? A lot of problems could be solved if there wasn't abuse. Yep. Um, Gacy was always striving to make his father proud, but he never got that approval. One of Gacy's earliest memories was that of his father beating him with a belt because he had accidentally disassembled car parts that his father had, like put together. <laughs> I'm sorry. The beating part's not funny. The part I'm laughing at is how do you accidentally disassemble a car? 
I think it was like maybe it was like rebuilding it. Whoops, this wrench just slipped on that nut. Maybe he's like built maybe his dad was building an engine or something and he's like taking things off of it. I don't know. Son, these aren't tinker toys. Yep. Um Casey was often beat with broomsticks, sometimes rendering him unconscious. Um okay. his father would call him dumb and stupid, never good enough. And Gacy never said he hated his father. It is like even through all this he never is like, I hate my dad. He's like an awful person. He was fine with it. Not fine with it, but Yeah. Internally though. Um he was also often called a sissy and a mama's boy. Back when sissy was like a bat like it's still not good, but like whew, I've been called worse. Um when Gacy was six or seven in nineteen seventy nine he was sex. He was uh, like caught sexually fonding a girl with a friend, um, but because of this, his father beat him with a razor strop. A what? You know, like um, Sweeney Todd, like straight razors. Yeah. And he'd like sharpen it on like a leather strap. Oh. That's a le- that's a razor strop. Interesting. So he was beaten with that. Uh, the same year that he was caught sexually fondling a girl, he was then sexually molested by a family friend. Um, who took him for rides in his truck, but he never told anyone because he was afraid he'd be blamed for the entire incidents. Oh, he's six or seven? Yeah, nineteen seventy nine. He was born in forty two, so I didn't see a date on these. Forty two, seventy nine. That's yeah, that's obviously wrong. Forty nine, <laughs> nineteen forty nine. Sorry. I was like, um, what? Correction. <laughs> bad with numbers. It's fine. Casey also had a heart condition and began experiencing blackouts in the fourth grade after a swing hit him on the head from some stories that I saw. Uh, one of Gacy's high school friends recalls many times that Gacy's father was just beat for, or Gacy's father beat Gacy for no apparent reason. He's just like, you got to come in today and just like go out on him when his friend was over. Was he drunk? He was like an alcoholic yeah. and yeah. That's really sad. Um, in 1960, when Gacy was 18, he began working, like, in politics, uh, trying to, like, I don't know, show his father that he could do something, I guess. And he was started acting as an assistant precinct captain for the Democrats in Chicago. Hmm. Um, his father called him a patsy. And that's when Gacy's like, I'm never going to get, like, acceptance from my dad. I'll start looking for, like, for others. And that's kind of where the politics aspect of it came from. He's like, I can go into this. People will say thank you for everything that I'm doing. I just thought of a slogan for him. Let's win the racy vote for Gacy. Eh? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I should be a campaign manager. There you go. There's the, uh, there's the episode title right there. Let's win the racy vote for Gacy. Mm-hmm. Nice. I don't know how you'd spell that out, though. You'd have to do probably R-A-C-E dash Y. Dash Y. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, in 1962, his father, Gacy and his father got into an argument and Gacy left to go live in Vegas for a little bit. Hmm. Um, there he worked for an ambulance company shortly before he was transferred to working in a mortuary. Oh, my dream. Um, while he was working with the mortuary, he slept on a cot behind the embalming room and once admitted to climbing into a coffin <gasps> of a deceased girl and caressing her body. No. Before going into shock from the entire act. And it's like, then the next day he called up and was like, Mom, Dad, can I come home? And then he left Vegas and came back oh, to Chicago. Oh no! Oh no! So yes, there was something wrong with him there, but also he wasn't broken enough to like be fine with Enjoy the entire. It. Yeah. 
Um, when he got back to Chicago, he enrolled in Northwestern Business College, despite not completing high school. Oh. So he graduated in 1963 and then took a job with the Nunn Bush Shoe Company. So 1963, he's worked for the shoe company, and the next year, he was transferred to Springfield for another factory location. Illinois? Springfield, Illinois, Isn't yeah. there one in Missouri? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There's also a Springfield, Mass. Oh, wow. Fun fact, that's what Simpsons is kind of based on, Springfield, Mass, and Portland, I think. Interesting. Um, in 19, September 1964, he marries his co-worker Marilyn Myers. And shortly after that, Marilyn's father purchases three KFCs in Waterloo, Iowa. Yes. Shout out to my parents. They love KFC. They really do. KFC fans. Number one fans. Um, so the couple moved to Iowa um, because there was the understanding that their parents' house would be vacated for them. So, like, you had a free house, so just got to move to Iowa. Why did they think it was going to be vacated? They thought they were going to live in the KFCs? I heard her parents were like, "You, if you come to Iowa, you're gonna have, you'll have a house here. Oh, so you might as they well." They bought another one. They're not living in the KFC. Uh, the parents, I guess, bought uh, another house, oh. and the Gacy and his wife moved into his in-laws' house. That's a sweet deal. Yeah. Um, when in Iowa, Gacy joined the Jaycees. You know what the Jaycees are? <laughs> no. Um, how's that spelled? J a y c e e. No. Light just flickered. This, this ghost doesn't really want us to talk about this. No. Um, it's the U.S. Junior Chamber. It's a leadership training and civic organization for men 18 to 40. Like the YMCA? Except there's not a home. It's like an organization. Like yeah, it's more like a... They do... Bettering. Chores? No, it's, I think it's more <laughs> just like a... Kind of like a... K.O. Knights of Columbus or like a... Masons, but like not as... Oh secretive or whatever 19 Fun. something something gacy joins the jc he joined it just before like courting marilyn so 63 64 ish mm. um fun fact larry bird uh the president president ford bill gates and elvis were all members of jc's larry bird the larry bird it's really fun if you go through like if you just wikipedia jc's and it's like Bill G- or Bill uh, Bill Gates, Larry Bird, John Wayne Gacy, serial killer, Elvis. <laughs> Elvis. In April 1964, he became a key man for that organization. I don't know what that means. I, I didn't will never find know. Any... It's for men. Yep. And then he also had his uh, second homosexual experience in April 1964. First being when he was molested by the family friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wait, the second, is this one consensual at least? Yeah, it, there I didn't, wasn't a lot of detail, but yeah. So he's cheating on his wife? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's the, like Rude. the least, that's like the least bad thing Gacy will do. <laughs> of all the crappy things he's done, that's the best thing he's done. Yeah. Um, in 1965, he was the vice president of the JCs hmm. and the third most outstanding member in Iowa. Good job. I'm gonna try. I'm trying to go kind of quickly through this since it is like a, there's a lot of information on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not gonna ha- obviously have everything in it, but when we do eventually get to the murders, I' gonna skip around a little bit. But I thought it may be best also just like I'm gonna have a, like a, a list of everyone's names at the end. Oh, right, for remembering. Mm-hmm. So when he's in Iowa, 
He took an offer from his father-in-law to manage the three KFCs, and he ended up getting $15,000 a year for that. Wait, he managed three KFCs? Mm-hmm. Wow. And this now, about now, it's 115 a year to do that. And it's your father-in-law, so I mean, your boss, this probably isn't that bad. And you're getting a house out of your boss. Hmm. So he's in the JCs in Iowa also, and at meetings, he gives that free KFC and also insists on being called Colonel. Everything sounds the same. JC, Gacy, KFC... <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> it all sounds the same. He needs some new words. He gets that free KFC. Mm-hmm. And but he also insists on being called the Colonel. The Colonel. All Colonel. Um, February 1966, his son Michael was born, and then March 67, his daughter Christine was born. Um, as Gacy at the time said, his life was perfect, and he finally was winning his father's approval. Wow. Yeah, so July 1966, just after his son was born, his parents their parents, parents visited him and uh, his father apologized for all the abuse and tell no him, told him he was wrong about him and that, like he's actually done something with his life. That doesn't make it okay. Maybe it makes it better, but it doesn't make it okay. Here, you had a son. Good job. You, did you got a right. wife, you got a house, you got a good Three job. KFCs. That's the dream. You're a key man. <laughs> Isn't that what the, uh, in Ghostbusters? What? The guy is the key master. The girl's the gatekeeper. Yeah. Um, fun fact, JC, despite like being like a civic society, it's not, it wasn't always like super orderly and like nothing going on. There was uh, very often wife swapping, porn, and drugs involved. Like a swingers party? Yeah. Whoa. Gacy uh, cheated on his wife with prostitutes and invited. He started like a, a club in his basement for like the young boys in the club to come over and they, they could drink and do whatever. He didn't really care. He's like, come over, drink in my basement. That sounds like the plot for that horror movie that's coming out soon. Ma. Ma. Ma's or whatever. Is it Ma or just Ma's? It's just Ma. So these kids are in his basement. He often made advances on them <gasps> while they were there. Uh, Gacy would tell the boys that he was doing a scientific study on homosexuality when pay the boys $50 to have oral sex with him. So it's like, here's your compensation for blowing me. Here's $50. Oh, gosh. Also, uh, some of this information is coming from online. Uh, it's also coming from a book called Killer Clown, by, which was written by the DA prosecuting Gacy. Oh, that sounds like a good source. Yep. Yikes. Um, in March 1968, uh, Donald Voorhees was a teen that was like involved in that going to Vasey's yeah. basement in plain pool. He reported to his father and the police that he had been sexually assaulted by Gacy. Um, great Gacy, of course, denied the charge, but then Gacy, like, because the whole thing's still moving forward. Um, Gacy hired another teen, Russell Schroeder to assault Voorhees. So he would not testify. So Voorhees was beaten and maced, but he was able to escape from, uh, Russell Schroeder. Jesus. So September 12th, uh, this case is still going forward, and Gacy was ordered to undergo psychic, uh, psychic, psychic evaluation, psychiatric evaluation, <laughs> and he's diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder, yeah, among other things. <laughs> and then December 3rd, 1968, Gacy's convicted on a sodomy charge and convicted to 10 years at Anamosa State Prison in Iowa. Good. The same day, his wife filed for a divorce and for possession of the house and sole custody of the kids. Wow, he lost a lot at once. Yeah, and about nine months later, in September of 1969, the divorce was finalized and Gacy would never see his wife or kids again. 
Those poor kids are the offspring of John Wayne Gacy. Just like, what's her name? Rose Bundy. Rose Bundy. Um, of course, as they always are, he was a model prisoner. Mm. He joined the JC chapter in prison. Oh, they had one? Yep. Sure. He uh, was involved in increasing the prisoner pay for like the work they're doing, like whether right. it was license plates or whatever, that hokey thing that people do in prison for... <laughs> Cut rocks or whatever. Yep. <laughs> he also was involved in getting a mini, gor- mini co- golf course invo- uh, installed in the rec yard. That's fun? Yeah. Wow. Um, Christmas, 196, Christmas Day, 1969, Gacy's father died from uh, labor cirrhosis. Oh. And Gacy was not told until two days later. And he reportedly broke down and was, like, inconsolable. Two days is not that long if someone's in prison. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess he probably wanted to know the day of or whatever. Yeah. He attempted to get, like, leave or whatever they call it um, in prison to go to the funeral, but he was denied. So. Do they give do that? Do you have to, like, go with a Furlough. guard or something? Yeah, I've, I think it's kind of like... Furlough is for people who are off work. But it was also for prison. I don't know. Um, after 18 months, Gacy was given parole on, under... Um, after 18 months total? Mm-hmm. So he served eight or 18 months out of a 10-year sentence. For sodomizing a teenager? Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. um, so he was given parole with a year of probation and under the condition that he would move back to Chicago and live with his mom um, and observe a 10 p.m. curfew. Oh, Wow. That's, you know, a really good punishment. It was reportedly at this time that Gacy swore to the friend that, like, picked a JC friend that picked him up from prison that he would never go back to prison again. And that held true. Spoiler alert until the end. February 12th, 1971, he's in uh, Chicago now, and Gacy was charged with sexually assaulting a teenager. That teenager did not appear in court, and Iowa never learned of this charge, despite them sh- having. They should have been. Well, now they know. Yeah. Um, so the team didn't appear, so the case was just thrown out because right. nobody showed up. And eight months later, Gacy's record was sealed. So nobody would ever find out about the uh, the sodomy charge. Do you think they have John Wayne Gacy's house as a museum in Chicago? No. Oh, you know for a fact. I know for a fact, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, he then purchased a house and moved into um 8213 west somervale summerdale avenue and that's wow that's specific that's the house that he does all the things in and that's not a museum either no is it burnt it was demolished oh why because it was basically like a hell house it was like a house of horrors okay let's hear the horrors Mm -hmm. is that where we are i Uh, really know nothing about just about when does the clown part come in uh like three bullet I'll points just wait i'll just wait I'm um sorry. june 1st 1972 Gar- gacy marries a, a carol hoff an old high school girlfriend who wants to marry him nobody knows his record it's sealed oh, yeah. um they i think they've people have heard some rumors that like something happened that um he was involved in like porn in iowa and that's the most as much people know about him uh gacy then starts a contracting company pdm a what? Um, a contracting company. Like houses? Yeah. Mm. So PDM stands for painting, decorating, and maintenance. <laughs> it's real simple and to the point. <laughs> um, so they do remodeling, painting, concrete work, and all this stuff. Um, and Chip Gaines, watch out. Yeah. 
and we will get to this, but Gacy would also make advances towards numerous teen employees that he hired. Of course, he hired a suite of teenage boys. They're young and strapping, can do hard and, work. Yeah, they can they can lift. Uh, they get burned out. There's they can a bunch more that they can just hire. Demolish cabinets and. Um, back in Chicago, he was also involved with the Democratic Party Sorry. again. This stuff could, like, die your hand. It's, yeah. It's so freaking pigmented. Anyway, sorry. He's involved in the Democratic Party again in Chicago. He hosted neighborhood parties, and <laughs> neighbors knew him as gregarious and helpful. And then he also would go on to create, like, a Pogo the Clown. His, like, alter ego oh, as to, a clown. As a party. Yeah, as a party thing. Yeah. thing. <laughs> Did he do kids' parties? I think he did a little bit. I'm not Ew. too familiar with all the work that he did as Pogo. Wait, I need to look up a picture of this. I don't know what his makeup style was. Oh, he's ugly. Gacy? Yeah. Okay. May know what Pogo looks like? Yeah. There was another. Um, I didn't write it down. He also had like another alter ego other than Pogo. But... Got it. So, and then, and then the murders began. <laughs> So on January 2nd, 1972, Gacy picks up Timothy McCoy at a Greyhound bus terminal. Uh, McCoy had been traveling between Michigan and Omaha. Uh, and Gacy was like, hey, just stay at my house for the night. And Just like, a random person? And they said, okay? Yep. It was the 70s and people were okay with that. Love and everything. Um, the next morning, McCoy had gotten up early to make his host breakfast and just gone to Gacy's room and say, like, hey, like, I guess, how do you like your eggs or whatever? But he had forgotten to put down the knife that he was holding. And Gacy just saw this and is like, this kid's going to try to kill me. So he attacked the kid and uh, buried him under his house. Attacked him and killed him and buried him under the house. But then uh, apparently Gacy went into the into the kitchen and saw there was like bacon and eggs oh, out on the no. table set for two. Oh, no. Wait, what about his wife? I don't know where she was in that particular instance. Oh. That's tragic. Did he feel awful? Um, he said that the uh, the killing was like the ultimate thrill. Oh, okay, cool. Never mm-hmm. mind. Why did I even think yep. that that would be the case? Um, the second known murder committed by John Wayne Gacy was committed um, January 1974. It was an unidentified male, 14 to 18 years old, and he was strangled. Um, apparently the body had started to leak after like some fluid had come out of the nose and mouth and Gacy like was like disturbed by this. So he stuffed like, uh, some underwear or cloth into the the mouth. And then he would do this for for each victims too, just so he'd have to like go through the horror of uh, fluid leaking. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, do, do, do. By 1975, Gacy was fully committed to his like PDM contracting work. I keep thinking you're saying BDSM. Um, he was working 12 to 16 hour days. He also be- began cruising for young men at night. Um, John Butkovich, he was 18. He was last seen July 31st, 1975, when he was headed to Gacy's to collect his last paycheck. He had recently left the contracting company mm. and come back to pick up the last paycheck. Right. But um, Gacy somehow managed to convince the team to put on a pair of handcuffs while he was in the house. And then strangled the teen and then buried John's uh, body in the concrete under under the concrete in his garage. With the other guy? 
Um, no, the other guy was buried just under his house. Oh. This, this, oh, uh, under the garage. Yeah. Right. Um, but which his parents called the police up to a hundred, uh, up to allegedly a hundred times, urging them to look into Gacy. Oh no! But the police never. Oh no! I think in in some news stories, like articles, they say like we had idea that some guy was doing something, but we had so many. There were so many opportunities to stop this. Oh my gosh! Um, so like I said, he was able to convince John to put on a pair of handcuffs. Going fur forward. Uh, Gacy would start using what he called the handcuff trick. He would get um, his victims to put on a pair of handcuffs, saying like, oh, it's like a magic pair of handcuffs. Look at this magic trick I can do. So they would put it on and be like, see, the trick is you have to have the key. And then he would... Uh, that's a dick thing to say. He would then rape them and torture them and kill them. Um, and then he would do the rope trick where he would create a uh, tourniquet around their neck and then twist it until they died. That's not a trick. Same the way the handcuff trick oh isn't a trick. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. But that'll be the method that he'll use. He was the handcuff trick and the rope trick to... What did he... Are you going into what happened with his victims or no? Um, In terms of like what he did to each one? Yeah. Not so much, no. Just they were raped and then sometimes he like would use like hot wax and like torture them with that or in certain instances like he might have i don't know like sat on their chest or something and just like various torture ways and then would ultimately strangle them hmm. following a fight gacy had with his wife where she was unable to like balance the checkbooks for the company mm -hmm. she uh she would divorce him on march in march 1976 good for her and within two months gacy had killed another two young men mm. It's hard to say, like, at sometime in there, he had mentioned to his wife that he's, like, bi. Um, and then, like, there was very one particular instance where, like, they had sex, and he was like, this is the last time we have her, we'll have sex again. Weird. Oh. <laughs> That's a weird thing. Uh, I mean, okay. And then she ultimately would... Divorce them. Yeah, so. So, he called it. Yep. Um, June 3rd, 1976. They didn't have any kids together. No, she had two kids of her own. Oh, okay. Um, Gacy killed Michael uh, Bonin or Bonin, ten days, and then ten days later he would kill William Carroll. Um, Carroll was then the first of four killed between June third and August sixth, and one of those four is still unidentified. Um, the next victim was Rick Johnson. He was picked up either before or after a concert he had been dropped off at. His name is Dick Johnson. Dick Johnson, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sorry. Yep, so his mom had uh, dropped him off at a concert, and then that was the last time anyone had seen him alive. Did he ever wear the clown costume in all of this? Or I he never, was just also a clown? He was just also a clown. Okay. I never saw any reports or anything in that book that mentioned he was... I don't know why I thought he, like, wore this while he was, like, doing bad things. Also, I mean, he could have, but I don't know. That's something he necessarily may have admitted. He was like, also, when I was killing people, I was wearing a clown suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't say that. Huh. But, like, for the most part, he was just not that clown. So why is he remembered so much as the clown? I don't know, because, like, clowns are, I guess, like... People's fears. That, and they're also, like, happy things. Like, the people, like, make, make people laugh. And then, I guess, because he was a serial killer. And that guy's... Do you think that 
fear of clowns was always around? Like, ever since clowns were around, do you think there was a fear of clowns? Or do you think the fear of clowns, like... I think it's a, like a 20th, 19th century thing, for whatever reason. I don't think that, like, in Greece or Rome, they had, like, a fear of clowns. But did they have clowns back then, you think? I imagine, like, they had, like, kind of like, a, they have rodeo clowns now. Like, they had people in, like, the Coliseum or whatever. Right. Hmm. I just wondered if this ex- if this exacerbated that, I wonder. Probably. Yeah. And then there was that whole thing recently with the people who were just like lurking around. Until it's like 16 or something. Yeah, where they were just lurking. And then Stephen King. Yeah, well, I mean, that was before the clowns were lurking. Yeah, but I mean, like all these things are just like... It doesn't help. Yeah. And then that one episode of Supernatural where there's a clown. Sure, I'll <laughs> take your word for it. So following Rick Johnson... Um, the next two victims are still unidentified, and they disappeared sometime between August 6, 1976, and August 25, 1976. Um, Gacy then killed two friends and a PDM employee during October 1976. Friends? Yep, picked them up at the same time, killed them both the same day. Oh, my gosh. Um, after that, Gacy killed Gregory Godzik on December 11, 1976. He was a PDM employee, and he um, allegedly made him dig his own grave. In handcuffs? That would be really hard. No, I think because throughout all this time, Gacy's like saying, I got the sewage problem under like under my house. It smells like crap down there. Like there's always, it's always like wet and stuff. And like, so you'd have like his employees come down and like dig like trenches and stuff to try to help that. Um, so he's burying all of these people under his house for the most part. So if he had dug a hole and he's probably like, that's the one you're going in. Rude. This guy's a dick. Like, he seems cocky to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, between January and July of 1977, Gacy kills three y- more young men. Is it all men? Yeah. Oh. Does he do, is it the exact same thing to every single one? They're, he'll do the handcuff trick and then he'll rape them and torture them and then he'll kill them. Um... September 15th, 1977, Robert Gilroy is last seen alive. He was not reported until reported missing until September 27th, uh, about two weeks later, because his parents believed he was like going to like a horse riding lesson, and they thought he was like some, going to some exotic, um, like far off one in like Pennsylvania or Delaware that had been reported. It's like some elite horse riding school. Mm. Um, Robert Gilroy is the son of a Chicago police sergeant. And Gilroy, the Gilroys live about four blocks from the Gacy house. Does he still live with his mom at this point? No, not at this point. Oh, no. right. He moved to blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, that long address. Um, she had lived with him for a little bit um, when he first bought that house. But as soon as he got married, she's like, all right. Right. That would be kind of weird. Um, following that, John Mowry, who had just completed 18 months with the Marines, was last seen alive September 25th, 1977. How does he get all these people? Does he just grab them? Does he um, have a ruse? Some of them, he's like just going around, like looking for maybe like male prostitutes, yeah. or going to like bars where he knows gay kids frequent. Uh huh. Also, he would drive around in his car had like one of those cop lights on it, and he would have a, like a red light he would throw on it and pretend to be a cop. No. And then he would bring it back to his house, and then. Oh. Between October nineteen seventy seven and December nineteen um, seventy eight. December 1978, no. 77, sorry. October 1977 and December 1977. Uh, he kills four more young men. 
Wow, it's a lot. We're up to a, like a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't have the exact number at this moment, but yeah. Um, December thirtieth, nineteen seventy-seven. Gacy abducts Robert Donnelly at gunpoint to like going with the probably like the cop thing. Mm. Uh, he brought him home, did the handcuff and thing and trick, whatever handcuff trick. He raped him, tortured him, drowning him in a bath a couple times until he passes out, and then revive him and then do it again and go through all this. Wow. Um, at some point, Donnelly asked, "Just like, just kill me, get it over with." And Gacy's like, "I'm getting, I'm getting to it. I'm, I'll, I'll get there." And then Gacy just lets him go. What? Um, is this his undoing? No. What? So obviously, Robert goes to the police with this, and uh, police question Gacy, and Gacy's just like, "Everything was consensual," and they're like, "Okay." Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's I mean it's good with the same thing that um the Wolf of London, Wolfman of London, people the police didn't want to have to deal with gay people. They're just like, all right, you're gay, like you say it's fine. It's fine. Who knows what those gays do? Like if, it's, if they're into the same gender, they're, they're into repeated drownings and revivals. You know those gays. Yep. Um, the next See? Vic- Cocky. Yep. He knew. Um, the next victim will be William Kindred. He is last seen alive February 16th, 1978, and he would be the last body to be kept on Gacy's property. So through his charitable works, he's, um, like working with the Democratic Party and like still like active in the JCs in Chicago and like being a good guy in the neighborhood. Um, he's somehow able to meet First Lady Rosalind Carter on May 6, 1978. Gacy? Yep. He, wow. There's a photo of him, like, Ooh. secret security badge and everything, like, shaking her hand. She's still alive? Rosalind, I, I don't know. Is Jimmy still alive? Yeah. He's one of those presidents that comes to things. Okay. But he didn't come to Trump's inauguration. <laughs> I don't think he did. Um. I think he said he wasn't feeling well. <laughs> he didn't want to. Remember, it was probably like seen out the next day or something. Yeah, I think I know. I think it was something like that, which is awesome. You go, Jimmy Carter. Between June and November third of nineteen seventy-eight, um, he killed three more young boys and dumped their bodies in the Des Plaines River. And then December eleventh, nineteen seventy-eight, Robert Peast is working at uh, a pharmacy when Gacy comes in, and Gacy's coming in to like talk to the owner about remodeling. And Gacy eyes um, Robert Peast and is like, I, you know, I could use some help with some other jobs I got going on in the area. PDM. Yep. And that is the, like the last time he takes Robert outside to like talk about the jobs, and that's the last time anyone sees him. Um, and then his mom comes by later in the day. Robert Peast's mom comes by later in the day to pick up her son so they can celebrate her birthday. He died on her birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he's like, I don't know. Yeah. My house smells like poop, though. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I will say right for a contractor, you'd think he'd fix it by now. He's like, I'm probably telling people I've made attempts. He's like digging the trenches and like putting in these like drain tiles and stuff, and people like, I don't know, he's he knows what he's doing, I guess. Um, Yeah, more like pretty damn murderous. I will say that Robert Peace was his last victim, as far as we know. 
Great. So now we'll go into uh, things beyond The Last Martyrs. How he gets got. So obviously the store owner was like, yeah, like, he's, uh, your son was talking to this guy I know, John Wayne Gacy, he's a contractor, um, and police call him in. Yeah, I mean, they've done that though, and they're like, oh, yeah. you're gay. So um, they call him in, he doesn't immediately respond. Um, at 11 o'clock that night, Gacy calls in asking if he still like needed to come by the police station. They're like, yeah, come down. We need Why to talk to you. Why didn't they show up? That's Because he wasn't in it. Like, wasn't nowadays. Yeah. So at 11 o'clock, he calls in and is asking if he still needed. Says he'll be there in about half an hour. And he comes in at uh, 3 in the morning. No, that's not a half an hour, but... No, the bottom of his pants are muddy and his shoes are muddy. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. I, I was just walking in the woods. The, uh, the officer on duty for this case was like waited until one in the morning. He was like, I got to go home. Like, this guy's not coming in. And then he came in like two hours later. And then Gacy's like, is the detective here? And he's like, no. And Gacy left it like all in a huff because the detective that called him in wasn't there. Wait, so he didn't even stay? No. <laughs> That's an annoying laugh. But uh, I'm uh, just fed up with this guy at this point. Police would find out that in the time between 11 o'clock and the time he comes in, he had been he moving Robert's body. A flipping body? Yeah. Um, it had been in his attic, I believe I had written down. Um, so between 11 and 3, he takes it, the body out of the attic and dumps it in the river. Um, police obtain a warrant to search Gacy's house and find a receipt for um, like film development in Gacy's trash. And it had it belongs to a role, um, belo- it belonged to a role belonging to Robert Peace's friend. Oh, I thought it was going to be like pornographic images no. or dead bodies. So a receipt for Robert Peace's friend's film is in Gacy's trash. They're like, really, this is interesting. Do you know a lot of people say that I would make a really good police officer? Do they? Yeah, I've heard it a lot actually. Maybe you should do it. I mean. I've considered it. I'm on the email list for the the uh, civil, social, service. civil service exams. <sighs> yeah, I'm no nonsense. And I'm not a f- stupid idiot. <laughs> in the 70s, you mean... Everybody was stupid idiots. In the 70s, it was the culture to be like... Everyone's in love. Do We're your all thing. friends. It's like if we could take a little piece of the 70s... and. Add it to now, it'd be great. Because, like, I don't want to assume that people are bad, but that's what we do now. Because there's a lot of great people, and, like, nobody talks to strangers anymore. No one says hi or whatever. You ever seen that, like, that, not necessarily meme, but it's, like, a text line. It's, like, um, boomers always, like, say, millennials don't even answer the door anymore. And they're, like, now I understand why people, like, there were so many serial killers in the 70s because everyone is, like, sure, come on in, friend. Yeah, (laughs) you're... Let's let's chat. I'll do the handcuff trick. Oh shucks. So police put on surveillance team on Gacy because they're like he has some stuff relating to this victim. Um, and like throughout this entire time that he's being surveilled, Gacy's like really goes between like being really friendly and really aggressive with the police. He'll like invite him over for breakfast or buy their lunch or dinner when they're surveilling him, and then next time like they meet up, police will buy dinner or lunch for gacy and then they'll go back and forth like that sometimes being like really friendly and chatty sometimes gacy's like fuck you this seems like a conflict of interest you don't like bribe the police with meals 
Gacy's, I guess, trying to throw him off their trail or off his trail. So a week later, if they get this, uh, they find this photo receipt and Gacy invites two police officers over for breakfast. And the handcuff trick. And the police officer smelled death in his house. Yeah, it's not the sewer. And they're just like immediately know what that smell is. Of course is. they do. Yeah. So he's being, Gacy's been surveilled, being surveilled this entire time. And he starts, he goes for a lawsuit against the police department filing for harassment because they're just like constantly surveilling him and like following him around. And he's like, this is, this is bullshit unwarranted. Um, so he's got a pair of lawyers working for him, like pursuing a lawsuit against the police department. Uh, good luck with that. Um, so like I said, Casey starts playing these like cat and mouse games to like be speeding off down the road like eight eight miles an hour and like weaving in and out of traffic and like for whatever reason, police never like got him on any of this. They never like you were like speeding. That's the ticket. We're bringing you in or whatever. They have speed guns. <laughs> but I mean, if they're looking down at their car and they see they're doing doing like yeah, eighty, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then Gacy would um they would do like lunch and dinner dates with Gacy. That sounds like a a weird PBS show. Dinner dates with Gacy. Dinner dates with Gacy. <laughs> this week, let's talk magic. About two weeks later, police um, uncovered Gacy's sodomy conviction in Iowa. Oh, nobody's been talking to Iowa. Nope. Well, they had no idea, I guess. Oh. Because it was sealed. I don't know how that works. How they were able to open it. I guess because they're a police department, they can open it. Um, and then December 21st, 1978, Gacy is seen handing a packet of marijuana to a gas station attendant. And police are like, we got you, you son of a bitch. You just like dealt drugs. Marijuana is illegal. That's it. You're done. So, yeah. Um, in that, that book, Killer Clown, um, apparently Gacy had to stop at that gas station to get gas because they'd been driving around so much, like trying to avoid each other. And the then, police and Gacy? Yeah. That's funny. So then Gacy, I guess, trying to throw him off their trail. He's, like, trying to, sell, like, sell this kid weed, and then it just ends up giving it to him. I don't know what he thought was going to happen there, but... Um, police also learned that Gacy told his lawyers that he killed maybe maybe 30 people. He told his lawyers, and the lawyers didn't say anything? Don't you have to, in that scenario? I don't think so. Isn't that, like, kind of like therapist, no. patient yeah, confidentiality? No, but, but if therapists if it harms you or others yeah but they if, have to even if like you said i've killed like 30 no, people in the they past have to if it's if it has the potential to harm you or anybody else i don't know whatever reason in that. that scenario you could harm somebody else you could keep going mm -hmm. what on earth are these scum oh but i was getting paid i was his lawyer does that help you sleep at night it's also the 70s of mind your own like people do your own thing and just don't worry about everyone else um, so police accuse Gacy of holding peace in his house. Um, they threaten to tear apart his house to find him. And Gacy says he's not there, but he's like, I did kill a, a man in self-defense once, which was Timothy McCoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The breakfast boy. Um, and shows the police where the spot where his, like, um, McCoy's body is buried in his garage. And he's like, I buried him right under this bit of concrete right here in my garage. Just own it. Yep. Ugh, I'm so mad. So they dig up that spot and find McCoy's body. And then police also find three bodies in the crawl space under the house. Yeah. Um, on December 22nd, Gacy confesses in a long rambling statement, often referring re referring to himself in the third person as um, either like John or whatever, or Jack. Hmm. 
It's like a, I guess people also yeah, I think, yeah, John yeah. called Jack. He admits to 32 murders and is charged with Robert Peace's murder, although no body's been found up to now. Mm. Um, police begin searching the house and they find possessions and um, other stuff relating to um, missing kids that are in the area. How did they all work for this construction company? I just don't get it. Nobody like... I can't, his go-to, I think, was like, oh, he left for another job or he's going, he took another yeah, job in this place. All have this, well, not all of them, but most, a lot of them have this in common. I don't know. How would you, in the 70s, how would you find out about that? Would you have to like... Ask the parents? I guess, but also if like they wanted to go, they'd have to go through like the IRS to determine like if he even did like, ta- like taxable income. Because there's nothing, his parents would be like, yeah, he worked, I think he worked for this company, but it might not necessarily be anything tying to them. I'm so over him. Um, and then word of this guy killing all these people starts to get out, and parents from as far as London start calling in, saying like, my son is missing, is, oh, is he one of these no. bodies? Oh no, those poor police officers. No ma'am, he didn't go to London. Well, I mean, if, maybe if a like, Londoner came to Chicago. Oh. Um... Gacy then draws a rough map of his, like, crawl space area and where the bodies were all buried under his house. Is this an exchange for something? Um, I think try to, like, listen a sentence, yeah. Yeah. So police following that map, they find um, graves with up to four bodies stacked on top of each other. With, like, the oldest on the bottom and then the newest on top. Well, yeah, I would think so. And they could have been, like, mixing them up. (laughs) Shuffle them. So in total, 29 bodies were found underneath this house. Ew. Slash property. Because that's including the garage. Um, the bodies were, like, I guess not weirdly, but they were not numbered in any particular order. They were numbered in the order that came out of the house. So if, like, they found body number one was on top and then found another one, but that's body number two. But then if they find, like, one below body number one, it might necessarily be, like, body number 12 right. or something. January 8th, 1979, Gacy is charged with seven murders, but he pleads not guilty. <laughs> seven out of 32, mm-hmm. not guilty. Got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, police still excavating the area, discover, discover a body list um, under his driveway that was not on the map. Oh, oh a body? Yeah. Oh. So he, um, so they started just like tearing up the entire house, like the entire yard and property just because that one body was there, but... It wasn't on the map, so who knows what else he did. They did not ultimately find any other bodies outside of the map area. Well, a lot of them were in the river, right? Four of them were in the river, and then everyone else was under the house. 29 were under the house. Um, in April- Wait, that adds up to more than 32. Yeah, it adds up to 33. 29 plus four. Plus the one under the driveway. That's the 29 on the house and property. So and he then four in the river. Thirty-two murders, but he killed thirty-three. Yep. Oh. He said he killed like 40, 30 some odd people. Mm-hmm. Um, April 9th, nineteen seventy-nine. Um, police are able to they get a body out of the river and they're able to identify it as Robert Peets. I thought you said he wasn't found. He hadn't been found yet in this. Oh, at that point, I thought you meant yeah. yet, as in today in two thousand nineteen. No, yeah. Got he it. He went missing in December eleventh and April ninth. He was got found. It, got it. Um, so at this point, 
a day like a day later after IDing Robert Peace's body, they were able to get all the other bodies out from the property and Gacy's house is demolished because they're pretty sure they yeah. found everything. So there's like this is this is attracting people. This is like a morbid curiosity. We just need to get rid of this thing. Yeah, probably also like they destroyed the foundation, so it wasn't safe, and also mm. it's staying. Yeah, but it cost more money to fix it. Fix then. it for uh, yeah. Uh, April twenty third, nineteen seventy nine. He's indicted for another twenty six murders, so totaling tw- thirty three murders. And then a combined trial is set for all thirty three murders because originally he was going to be charged with like each murder. Well, one of seven. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, we found another one. So are we going to do another trial or are we going to... And then they're like, we have 33. We're not doing 33 trials. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. So that combined trial set to start January 7th, 1980. And then Gacy's defense team runs out of money and the Chicago County taxpayers have to come up with the rest. They're like, we have this much money. We're this much in debt. Taxpayers are coming up with it. They had to? Yeah. You have to? I guess so, yeah. Because it was a public defender? Yeah, I think it's, it was ended up being like John Wayne Gacy versus the state of Illinois. Chicago had to pay for a murderer's defense. They had the county taxpayers. Um, February 6th, 1980. There was a little bit of delay there. The trial begins and the prosecutors are seeking a death penalty. Um, March 12th, 1980. Gacy is found guilty and a sentence a day later to death. What do you think about the death penalty? Real quick. Like, I feel like it's is it worse to live in prison? Is it worse to live in prison versus like... Get it over with, die? Dying, you get charged with death penalty and you just die that day? Well, no, but no, you don't. But like, is like 70 years in prison worse than dying like a year and a half later? I think 70 years in prison can be a lot worse than... Right, so why is there the death penalty? I want them to suffer. Also, when you're on the, you get death row, you're not with Gen Pop. Yeah, so like... So your life is better than better. Gen Pop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. I just... I don't... I think the death penalty lets them get out easy. I mean, yes and no, but like... Electrocution is not great. It's not a great way to they die. They don't... Yeah, but they don't do that anymore. And then... Lethal injection is like... Allegedly. It's just... No, it's an overdose of a barbiturate. That's how they put down cats and dogs. Um, John Oliver just did a piece on it. So, like, they give you three drugs in a cocktail. The first one yeah. is an anesthetic that puts you to sleep. Yeah. The second one is a paralytic. So you can't breathe or move any of your limbs. So if you don't get enough anesthetic, you're awake and can't breathe. And the third one is apparently, like, fire in your veins. I thought it was a barbiturate. Apparently. I mean, John Oliver's piece did oh, a three-drug cocktail. I, I misunderstood. I thought it was the same way cats and dogs go out. Yeah. So apparently... If you don't get enough anesthetic and they don't have like a reliable one, you're just like paralyzed and can't breathe Good. because your muscles start stop working. Um, so they run out of money. Do, do, do. He's been sentenced. Sentenced. Two days later, he's transferred to death row. Um, then police are starting to like reconstruct the unidentified victims, trying to get like IDs on them. But um, on June 12, 1981. Um, a total of nine coffins were donated, um, and they did like a ceremony for nine the nine unidentified victims, and each of those coffins were buried in separate cemeteries, each with a placard saying, We Remembered. Um, since then, they've identified three more. But um, yeah, at the time, they had they buried nine unknown people. 
Um, on March 4th, 1985, Gacy's appeal is denied to get off of death row. Um, and Gacy at times is saying like, this whole thing is a sham. Like I'm the 34th victim of this murder conspiracy. Like I'm, I didn't do any of this. This is all huge mm. conspiracy against me mm. trying to defraud me of my PDM PDM and like democratic standing or whatever. And Pogo. Yeah. June 15th. 1988, uh, they break ground on property, or Casey's property, to build a new house. Uh, I think they changed the number, like, one digit. Ew. So it's not the same ew. number, but ew. it's the same place. Ew. Who lives there? I don't, I don't, know. Know. I don't know. But someone does. Uh, May 10th, 1994, Casey is executed uh, by lethal injection. His last meal was a bucket of KFC. KFC? A dozen fried shrimp. Um, French fries, strawberries, and a Diet Coke. That's pretty American. His uh, last words were, kiss my ass. <laughs> Cocky. Um, so, I don't know if you knew also, Gacy was like kind of like a artist. He painted a little bit. Mm-mm. When he was in prison, he was doing some of that work, and like that was a prison-sponsored activity to try to get like... They would then auction that art off to get money for prisoners. So someone has John Wayne Gacy's art in their home. A lot of people. Not a lot of people, but there are, people. it's still out there. Wow. Like I mentioned, there was that site you can buy. You can buy some of his artwork out there. He does. He did a lot of like Disney stuff and clown paintings. Disney stuff. Yeah, there's a picture out there of like the warden of the prison holding up like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves that Gacy had painted. Is he good? He's um, yeah. He's okay. Better He's, than us. Which isn't saying a lot. I don't mean Hitler was also good at art. He wasn't good enough for art school, but yeah, right. Started it all. <laughs> um, so because he had been doing that, uh, bidders buy up a bunch of Gacy's art, about uh, twenty thousand dollars worth, and then they just burn it in, yeah. a, in, a, pot, in a pit. So, it, yeah. and then any, all the money that like either they spent um, or people have donated was then donated to uh, families of Gacy or like Gacy's victims um callisto is just lurking around the room i think she's lonely so in total john Wayne gacy killed 33 people and out of those 33 27 have been identified and then i'm just gonna read through um a list i can't with this i can't um just because i skipped over i say i'd say a fair amount of people's names so this is for the named victims. It's in order, and then when we get to the un, um, unidentified victims, it's all it's in um, chronological order. That's what not what I said for the named victims, but um, Timothy Jack McCoy, sixteen, John Budkovich, eighteen, Daryl Sampson, nineteen, Samuel Stapleton, fourteen, Randall Raffit, fifteen, Michael Bonin, seventeen, William Carroll, sixteen. Jimmy Hackinson, 16. Rick Johnson, 17. William George Bundy, 19. Michael Marino, 14. Kenneth Parker, 16. Gregory Godsick, 17. John Sick, 19. John Prestige, 20. Matthew Bowman, 18. Robert Gilroy, 18. Robert Mowry, 19. Russell Nelson, 21. Robert Winch, 18. Tommy Bowling, 20. David Talisma, 20. William Kindred, 19. Timothy O'Rourke, 20. Frank Langdon, 
19. James Mazzaro, 20. And Robert Peace, 15. And then we have victim number 28. He was between 14 and 18. Victim number 5, between 22 and 32. Victim number 26, um, 22 and 30. Victim number 13, 17 and 21. Victim number 21 was between 21 and 27, and victim number 10 is between 7 and 21. And again, those numbers and that um, unidentified victims is just the order they came out of the house. And that is John Wayne Gacy. (sighs) That list really got me. You still feel... Oh, that was so sad. Francis is now crying. I'm not like fully crying. I have tears. Oh my gosh. I think a lot of people are going to have tears. That was heavy. I mean, a lot of it was heavy, but for some reason that just list. And they all pretty much end in something teen. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was a doozy. That was a lot. That was a lot. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'll say there's a lot that I left out there. But. I hate him. About the important part. I hate him a whole lot. That was good. You did a good job. I think you gave the right amount of details. I don't think everyone necessarily needs to, you know, know everything. Right? Mm. But you represented it well, I think. You want to talk uplifting? Sure. (laughs) I have two on here. I have two on my list, and they're both just so good. And I forgot about one of them, and I think I'm going to do that one. Because it's super uplifting. Like, it's it's just so fun. So, um, strange things that folks utter. Uh, <laughs> I love people like this. I was at the gym. I overhear these two guys talking to each other. Bras, you know? Muscle boys. Beef heads. Big, thick muscle boys. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a snake one? Mm. You know, like those, like, boop the snoot, mm-hmm. like, nope rope, big thick muscle boy, I feel like would be like an anaconda. Anyway, um, one of the bros says to the other one, next time I think we should do just arms man. And obviously we have to wear tank tops because we got stuff to show off. And we do just buys and tries. And then we, like, get lunch in our tank tops. Hot. <laughs> Hot. Okay. Well, okay. What's your take on this besides hot? And then I'll tell you. My what. hot take on it? What's your hot take on this? It's that. I mean, I wear a tank top to a gym, so I feel, feel personally attacked right now. No. Here's my thing. Is first of all, like, meathead douchebags. And I love these, like, glamour muscles, as people call them. It's like, it's glamour muscle day, which is buys and tries. And Not glutes? No, not for men. Have you not seen the problem that is men and 
upper body muscles and no leg muscles. You just said glamour muscle. You never said it was just men that do glamour muscles. Yeah, well, only bras are stupid enough to say these things. Sorry, but you know that. Anyway, I like that they're talking about like how amazing their physique is and how like hot and whatnot they are, and then they're like, and then let's just get lunch right and like you'll wear your tank top probably chipotle i'll wear my tank top i just think it's so funny that it's just like goes through this whole thing about the muscle group and then they're like and then we'll do lunch you gotta make a lunch date (laughs) it's so good it's so like okay those kinds of things like the beginning of that makes me laugh anyways but then when they're like and then we'll go to lunch in our tank tops that's cold where do they go they have to go to chipotle right it's like a bakery. I mean, I was thinking like it has to be like a. I don't know. I'm thinking about conscious. like where like early twenties go. Really big, big boys. I mean, uh, up top, yeah. Like Chris Hemsworth. They look like like they could be a college frat boy though. I don't know. There are like college kids at every single gym in Ithaca, and they look like they might be like frat boys. And they, like, in age and mannerisms. So where would they go? Yeah, I'm thinking, like, health-conscious places, probably. They're not gonna, you think so? They're not going to go to, like, Wendy's. Five or... guys? <laughs> I don't know. Wear their matching tank tops. Go out to lunch. Ma- be like a, make a day of it. It has to be, like, a sit-down place, I imagine. I don't... They're not going to go to, like, a drive through Yeah, so probably, like, at the bakery. Which, I know there's a lot of people that don't listen. It's a... It's a big deal here. It's a bakery. It's a big deal. Well, it's got sandwiches and stuff. It's a bakery. Well, yeah. Among other things. They don't just bake. They do other things. Coffee. Pastries. That's baking. Fruit salad. Smoothies. Ice cream. Salad. You can bake ice cream. Or like fried ice cream. Oh, I've had that before. At an uh, Asian restaurant. I had a Mexican restaurant. Why? Why does an Asian restaurant need a fryer? For a fried ice cream. And um, a lot of food. Have you ever heard of wonton paper? No. You've never had an egg roll? No. <laughs> You've never had a dumpling? A steamed only. <laughs> anyway, that's my Strange Things folks letter, which I loved. Love that. I eat that stuff up. It's a good one. It's always a good one. So episode 10 made me tear up. First time for everything. I've cried a lot. Uh, it was awesome. Great job. Again, it was, you did a great job. Next Thanks week, for. Next week, you're doing HA Tomes? <laughs> no, we're not doing another big story. But I do have an interesting one um, that I've got planned. The next big story will be me. But that's not going to be next episode. But thanks for, you know, doing so much storytelling this week. And thank you for being here for two and a half months. Yeah, guys. If you've been here from the beginning. If not, that's cool too. Welcome. We appreciate you. Welcome aboard. You're officially a sad tailor, I like to call our listeners. And for those of you that are new, you may not know, we are on uh, Instagram and Twitter at, at Sad Tales Podcast. And we have a Patreon page as of last week, which is www.patreon.com slash sadtalespodcast. So or you can just search it now. Yeah. That, that works for us now, too, for 
yeah, thank you to uh, the patrons who have signed up so far. We really appreciate it. So if you want to join that, we have an exclusive episode that we're going to record and put out in the middle of the week. So you'll have two episodes from us, and that's Supernatural Tales, where we talk about something that's a little weird and spooky. Murderous, generally. Right, right. So they're really fun. We did one episode so far and loved it. It was super entertaining and funny and lighthearted because it's weird and out there. So if you want access to that episode, go on over to our Patreon page, sign up. We have as low as $2 a month and we put out, if you subscribe, eight episodes a month. So, I mean, it's a pretty good deal and we appreciate the support and the love. Please tell your friends, subscribe, review. We are also um, have a Gmail at sattailspodcast at gmail.com. You can send us story suggestions or cat videos, things you've overheard too, and we'll do a reading of those. Oh, yeah. Please do send us STFUs, the uh, strange things folks utter, because I mean, we can only overhear so much, which we do overhear a lot. It's also good to hear over here different things from different walks of life. Yeah, absolutely. If you're from a different country, please translate it into English. Or I guess we could use Google Translate, but it might get broken. It'll be a botch job. Yeah, we'll do our best. But after that spastic exit, I think Uh, that's all we got. Yeah. So um, tell a friend. Follow us on social. And we'll be with you next week. We love you a lot. Deuces.